No, no. What happened? He hates bright lights. You know, there's some things I forgot to tell you guys, and they're really important. Number one, he hates bright lights. We know that. But you've got to keep him out of the sunlight. Sunlight will kill him. Number two, keep him away from water. Don't give him any water to drink. And whatever you do, don't give him a bath. And probably the most important thing, don't ever feed him after midnight. Hello and welcome to Happy Fun Time Movie Hour. My name is Eric. Sitting across from me is Arwen. We are the family-friendly podcast that talks about rated R movies. And more. And more. Uh, if you like us, come to our Facebook. We are Happy Fun Time Movie Hour. We're also on Twitter. We are at Funtime Movies 1. That is Funtime Movies and the number one. You can listen to us on all the platforms in the world, including Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and more. Now let's get to the show. So last week, we had this thing 90%. I know. And then what happens? We ran out of disk space. It was so sad. So now we have to act like we've never talked about this movie before. <laughs> we don't practice these things. Although, we did go back and watch a couple other things uh, about the movie. Somebody's using a chainsaw outside. God dang it. It's like he knows. It's like 6 o'clock at night. This neighbor, I'm telling you. Yeah. So if you hear a chainsaw, That's it's, why. Our, it's our neighbor from across the street. He loves his lawn. So, yeah, we learned a lot of things uh, that we may not have known before by watching a couple reviews, a couple retrospectives. Yeah. And uh, some filler while we fixed our problem. Problems fixed. Yay! For now. (laughs) All right. So the movie is Gremlins, rated PG, one hour, 46 minutes, uh, released in 1984. You can watch this right now on HBO Max or your own home theater. Correct. Call it home theater. Well, everybody's home is a theater right now until they start opening back up. Right. Uh, directed by Joe Dante, who also directed Gremlins, which we had talked about before. Yeah, this is Gremlins. Goonies. There you go. <laughs> Starring Zach Galligan, Phoebe Cates, Hoyt Axton, and Corey Feldman. Alright, so this movie starts out with narration, which CinemaSins hates, apparently. CinemaSins hates a lot of things. Narration. Ding! Alright. But it's it's Hoyt Axton kind of talking with his swarthy voice. You had told me a fun fact about him that I didn't know. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's a he's a very famous songwriter. In yes. fact, some of his songs have been used as as recently as Sausage Party. That's pretty interesting. Um, he is most famous for singing, uh, for writing "Joy to the World," which is a terrible song. Jeremiah was a bullfrog. Doesn't make sense. Was a good friend of mine. It's stupid. Drinks his wine. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's Hoyt Axton. Um, Joe Dante had previously worked on The Howling. He directed The Howling, the original, not the not the sequel that we talked about last time. The the Your Sister's, sister's a, a Werewolf. werewolf. Yeah. yeah. 
if you watch every Howling movie in a row, there is no relation to either movie. Like, the first one is a straight-up scary werewolf movie. Second one is, like, softcore pornography. Yeah. The third one is this weird Australian movie that they just tagged the Howling on. And then the fourth one is just some kind of weird wolf movie. So no continuity. None. Just titles. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like the troll movies. Isn't that what Halloween was going to try and do? Halloween was going to do anthology, but they were going to tie in. Like, oh, okay. They were going to say, oh, like when Michael Myers did blah, blah, so blah. So like American Horror Story. Yeah. Okay. This is just disjointed. They were probably never even written to be howling movies after the first movie. Probably they were just not. like, well, that thing looks like a werewolf. Let's just make it a werewolf. <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. Uh, we'll call it The Howling 2 or The Howling 3 Season of the Beast. The, the Howling 3, though, it was a marsupial. Really? Yeah, it was based off of this weird uh, Tasmanian dog. Oh. That has, yeah. like, stripes. Uh-huh. Yeah, he was... He would transform into a werewolf version of that thing and those things are marsupials interesting yeah australia weird animals um uh, zach galligan we've seen him in a ton of stuff he's done a lot of tv a lot of uh voice work so he's been around phoebe case probably most famous for fast times at ridgemont high Mm -hmm. uh, at, at least by this point yeah I can't really think of much she's done, though. Uh, she was in uh, uh, Drop Dead Fred. Yes. With Carrie Fisher. A future uh, selection of ours. And uh, I don't know much else. She was in a couple movies, but yeah, she, she kind of dropped off my pl- my plane of existence. What I've heard is that she owns some sort of flower boutique. And oh. she just works. And she basically just retired. Hey, she's happy. That's all that matters. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Corey Feldman. You know him from such movies as uh, Lost Boys, The Thirst. Goonies. Goonies. Um, let's think of How about more. actual Lost Boys, the better Oh, yeah, he the was movie. in the Lost Boys. Um, <laughs> License to Drive. That's a fun movie. Yeah, Joe Dante said that Corey Feldman, uh, at this point in his career was probably the most professional and best child actor he had ever worked with. That's impressive. Um, which probably got him the job for Goonies. Cause yeah. Goonies I think was a year later or so. I feel like it. He, he definitely looked older in Goonies than he did here. Yeah. He looked yeah, like he's a, a little, little kid, kid here. here. Um, and, oh, and the burbs. We can't oh, forget yes. the burbs. I love Another the future burbs. happy fun time movie hour selection. So Hoyt Axton's character, Mr. Edelman? No. What was his name? Their name? Um, Peltzer. Peltzer. Mr. Peltzer. Mm-hmm. He's an inventor. But this boy, who looks like Short Round from Temple of Doom. A little bit. Or Lost Ark. Maybe it's Temple of Doom. It's Temple of Doom. Um, who isn't Short Round. No. In fact, that young man did three movies and went into business school. And he's... Uh, he he made himself like he went to Harvard Business School. I mean, oh, wow, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, it is. Uh, but Mr. Peltzer's an he's a inventor and he invents stuff that you would take with you if you forgot to brush your teeth, and then you have this bring along your toothbrush, Swiss Army it, knife thing. It, wasn't it called the Tooth Buddy or? It's a bathroom bathroom buddy. buddy. It's a Swiss Army 
bathroom tool. He's like, he wants to buy a present for his kid is what's going on. Mm -hmm. And he's in Chinatown. Oh, and fun fact here, there's a broken down car and it is a uh, APP Gremlin. Oh, yeah. Or AAP Gremlin. I can't remember that. I love the subtle nods to Gremlin. Oh, yeah. Like themed things. Yeah, definitely. And the boy leads him down to this like back alley and they go into this shop. And this shop has many interesting things, like the uh, the box from Hell Hell Hellraiser. <laughs> All right, we talked about this already, but nobody heard it. Um, but this is the exact same opening scene as Hellraiser. It pretty much. It, it's He's very like, similar. I got something for you. How much do you want for it? It's not for sale. It offers your soul. What's in it? Demons. <laughs> So it's the exact same plot in a lot of ways, but much cuter. <laughs> so he's he's like, well, I don't see anything in here that I like, and he keeps getting distracted by this thing behind him that keeps making squeaky noises. So he turns around, look, and he goes, oh, but but have I something for you? Here's the bathroom, buddy. Say you're on an airplane and you, and you forgot to shave. Just turn this on, blah blah blah, or you forgot to brush your teeth and you have dragon breath. Push this he, button. He, he realized as soon as he said dragon breath that he said the wrong thing. Yeah. He shouldn't have said that. <laughs> and he corrects himself. <laughs> right. And and so the the old man, played by Key Luke, by the way. Yeah, he's been in everything. He was in a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, most notably for people my age, he was uh, in Kung Fu. Yeah. Um, he was David Carradine's. Sensei, Sensei, master, whatever you want to call him. Um, But he also played in a lot of the Charlie Chan movies. Oh, really? As Lee Chan. Interesting. He was also in the Chan Clan cartoon by Hanna-Barbera as Charlie Chan. Interesting. Um, He's been in Hawaii Five-0. Oh, yeah, everything uh, back then. Magnum P.I. If you needed an Asian guy. He he was it. Key Luke's your guy. He must have been really uh, fun to work with. He was very old, too. He was, like, in his late 70s, but he looked a lot younger without the makeup and prosthetics on it. Zach Galligan goes, hey, what's your secret? And he was expecting some smart aleck answer, like ancient Chinese secret, but he said, no fried foods. <laughs> so, anyway, he's he's like, what, what what's that back there? That's a mogwai. It's a mogwai, huh? What's that mean? It means demon." He, no, he, he, didn't did, he didn't say that, no. Uh, he goes, I'll give you $100 for it. Right. But in, a- in Cantonese, uh, Mogwai, it was, it's actually Mogwai or something like that. It means demon yeah. or devil. Mm-hmm. And you would never know that from this furry little monster. So the guy says he's it's not for sale. He offers him 200 bucks, And the little boy is like, hey, man, we need 200 bucks uh-huh. like, real bad. <laughs> that will pay our rent or some <laughs> kind of stuff. Yeah. And he's like, no. So he goes, uh, why don't you wait outside and I'll convince grandfather, blah, blah, blah. Goes out. He's out there probably smoking because everybody smoked in the 80s. And he comes out with the cage. And he's like, hey, here you go. Uh, we need the money. And he's like, all right, 200 bucks. He's like, okay, so there's some rules. And these rules are a little ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first rule is no bright light. It could kill him. It could kill him. Sunlight could kill him. Yeah. Uh, don't get it wet. Yeah. 
So never have liquids around him. Oh at yeah, all. and don't give it don't let it drink water. Did it's, it say that? Yeah, it said don't don't give it water. Okay. And uh don't feed it after midnight. Which is always the elephant in the room with this one. Mm-hmm. Um and back then we didn't care. We just loved the movie and it's midnight somewhere somewhere in the world. Maybe he's still got jet lag and it's after midnight where <laughs> he lives. That's just ridiculous. You know, some kind of dopey crap like that. It's like, is it Eastern? Yeah. <laughs> and and they kind of make fun of it in the second movie, which which uh, they really took the ball and ran with that one. It's much more, the second one's much more campy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Didn't we end up watching that? Yeah. We watched a retrospective That's what it was, it. yeah. Um, then we find out it's Christmas. In the same town uh, of Back to the Future. Yes. But it's but not before. the same town. Yeah. It's uh, Back to the Future filmed a year after this movie. And they use the same back lot. Same theater. Different shops. No clock tower. No, no clock tower. In fact, I think... You really don't recognize it except for the theater. Well, you do recognize it because I recognized it immediately and looked it up. Uh, when well, we watched it this I last didn't. Time, I was like, that looks just like <laughs> Twin Pines Mall. No, um, I don't know. I can't remember the name of the town, but I'm like, that's a Back to the Future town. Mm-hmm, I just know mm-hmm. it. And so, uh, uh, we meet uh, Billy. Yeah, Billy's trying to get his car started. Yeah, he's got his dog. His car looks like it has been spray painted white. It's an old VW Beetle that has snow all over it. Yeah, snow. It looks like snow. It, it looks so bad. I don't care. <laughs> uh, and uh, Dick Miller, played by Dick Miller. No, Mr. It, Futterman, played by Dick Miller. Yeah, that Comes guy. up to him and says, hey, you know what your problem is? You're driving that foreign vehicle. I drive that snow plow. <laughs> it's just a big old tractor. And he's like, Kentucky Harvester. Made in the USA. <laughs> You're like, oh, thanks, Mr. Futterman. I'm getting late to work, so I'll see you later. Next door neighbor. Yes. We got to remember that. Because I don't think the house that gets destroyed could be in that neighborhood. No. No. It looks like a farm. Yeah. So uh, it's bring your dog to work day. And he's bringing his dog. I feel like Billy brings his his dog to work every day. I do, too. Uh, The dog is played by a... Uh, a mutt named Mushroom, mm-hmm. and it has a different name in this movie, like Baxter or something. And uh, it it was afraid to cross the road. Oh, really? So they had to tie a line to Billy to make it cross the road. Um, but it's been in other movies. It was in Pumpkinhead. Sure. Yeah, the Citizen Kane. Of horror movies, according to Fangoria Magazine, 1985. Huh. <laughs> um, uh, we get uh, an image of Mrs. Deagle walking down the street. Yeah, um, but before that, we got to look at the inside of this bank. Billy works at a bank. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he puts the dog under the counter where he works, and that's where the dog... I guess stays for the I most think part. So yeah, Phoebe Kate's character named Kate. Mm-hmm. She's there, so she works there. 
Billy loves Kate. Oh yeah. We got and it's immediate that puppy she dog loves eyes. Kate, or that she loves him too. Yeah. Um, and there's this guy, he's, he's got this white beard and he's like up front waiting to be, uh, you know, told on, it's a teller. Uh, what do you call that? Waited. Serviced? Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> he's me. he's waiting to be waited on. Yeah. And up comes, uh, Mrs. Deagle, mm-hmm. played by Polly Holiday. Also played Flo in... Alice and a spinoff called Yellow Rose of Texas. Kiss my grits. Yeah. Yeah, so that's all I put down. I didn't even write down her name. I just put down, Kiss my grits just showed up. <laughs> and uh, she. I always love that phrase. <laughs> she has this giant uh, snow snowman head in her hands. Mm-hmm. And she goes, Do you know what this is? And Billy's like, Well, not, not necessarily. She goes, This is, uh, this is the last remaining remnants of a like a hungarian yeah, snowman or a something hungarian snowman or some kind of foreign made yeah. snowman i mean she's a very affluent woman you know yeah. she's the subplot that they never really got off the ground was mm-hmm. that she was trying to uh, foreclose on all the homes so this big business could come in and build something huge. Ah, so that's why she was a mean woman to Mrs. Harris yes. before. <laughs> Yeah, she made two kids cry, and she told them to get better jobs. When yeah. you're when you're in a small town, and the best jobs are eighty miles away, mm-hmm. you're gonna work for these minimum wage, medium wage jobs. Yeah, you can't get a better job unless you move from this small town. Yeah, a lot of people don't understand that. Yeah, because yeah. they live in bigger cities like. Well, and also, if you're the richest people in that small town, you you don't understand. Yeah, you got your money off their backs anyway. Exactly. So We've lived in towns like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can name names. But she says, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to kill your dog. I'm going to put it in my dryer and uh, put it on the spin cycle. Yeah. Until it's dead. And the old man, the man with the white beard, yeah. standing next to her, straight face, he goes, yep, that'll do it. Yeah. Now, <laughs> while while she's talking, the dog is untying itself. Yeah. And I was like, he just knows it's her. Yeah. He's got a personal vendetta to her. I think it's because she smells like cats. I think so, too. Because she owns like four or five cats. Oh, and they're all named after money. One's, Were they? One's named Dollar, one's oh, named Dinero, yes. one's named Ruble. So they all have different names. That's uh, funny. After Dollar. We'll see them later. Yes. And what else here? So the dog the gets dog loose. attacks Miss Beetle. Deagle. Deagle. It smashes the 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 snowman head. Oh, yeah. It goes it's into gone. 10 million pieces. Yeah. And then the dog runs out. Yeah. Then we see Judge Reinhold and this old guy that we've seen in a ton of other stuff. And Judge Reinhold was also in Fast Times at Richmond High. Yeah. And he lives down the street from us. Yeah. So that's weird. Yeah, he walks his dog up into the the uh, Lakewood area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, I don't know if he's friends with Adam Driver's dad, but Adam Driver's dad lives on... The other side. The other side, <laughs> down on wherever. It's very odd. Yeah. 
You've met him. Yeah, he was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, yeah, Judge uh, Reinhold, Benny, Benny got loose. Yes. Judge Reinhold is sort of this yuppie guy that's like, I'm the richest man in town. You know, that kind of deal. The, the, the Well, not only that, but more of I'm going places. Yeah. And, uh, and everybody you else should be isn't. like me mm-hmm. or I'll make you feel bad. Yeah. So all this happens. They have an interaction with Judge Reinhold. It really doesn't matter because it goes absolutely nowhere after this. Mm-hmm. They could have cut out Judge Reinhold's character all the way. Yeah. Didn't you say there was a subplot with him as well? Yeah, there's a subplot where he's he knows about the foreclosures mm. and he's assisting Mrs. Deagle in these foreclosures. But they run into him in a deleted scene. They run into him and he's locked himself in the vault and he's just gone crazy. Oh. There's all that. I'm glad they cut that, actually. Yeah. It sounds like it was terrible. Yeah. Uh, it cuts to a bar where Billy's sitting at a bar and an artist named Chuck is sitting next to him. And they're talking about Billy's art because Billy's an artist. That uh, that person named Chuck sitting next to him is Chuck Jones. Oh, wow. Uh, the cartoonist for the Bugs Bunny movies mm-hmm. or cartoons. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And we find out that Kate is working there as well. For free. Yeah, basically for free. She's working there as an indentured servant, basically. I still Probably working for tips. Well, I still wasn't sure if she was related to this bartender or if she or just, just felt bad. Or just helping him out, yeah. yeah. So. And they, they run into Judge Reinhold's character again. Yeah, he invites like, Kate to his apartment. Kate, you haven't <laughs> seen my new apartment. She's like, I haven't seen the old one. He goes, I got cable. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Status symbol. Having cable was a status symbol. Uh Now everybody's trying to get rid of cable and just be a cord cutter, Uh which you need cable for. So. It's not perfected yet. (laughs) No. If Google would just give us free Wi-Fi already. Yeah. It'd be great. You hear that, right, Google? Yeah, Google. Work on it. (laughs) So, uh, Billy gets home. Yeah, and we get one of two sword drops here. Yes. Um, you find out that when the doors closed, the one of the swords that are on the wall right next to the door fall off. Mom's inside or in there chopping carrots and stuff. Yeah. I guess she's making a roast. She's watching TV. It's a wonderful life. She keeps watching the television as she's cutting. Yeah. And I'm like, that is not what you were supposed to do. <laughs> It makes gives she's, me like high anxiety for for her. And she's her that good of a cook. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> and uh, they're talking, and she's like, "Oh, hey, could you crack some eggs?" And he's like, "Oh man," uh-huh. because <laughs> all of Dad's inventions are scattered throughout the kitchen because he does kitchen aids, bathroom buddies, smokeless ashtrays, um, juicers. The phone. He messed with the phone. Oh yeah, the even. phone. And so. He goes over and it's like, it, it does one egg and then it just starts destroying the rest of the eggs. Yes. And she's like, uh, just tell him that you used it and we'll just crack them like regular. <laughs> and then dad comes home. And then the other sword drops. Yeah. Well, it's the same sword. Billy put up the sword. Yeah, that's what I mean. You, you said yeah. it happened twice. Yeah. And it doesn't happen throughout the rest of the movie. So, so Even when uh, Corey Feldman's character yeah. comes in. That sword didn't fall. So I was kind of thinking of it like the Weasley, the Weasley clock. 
you know how like when the Weasleys would get home, the clock would change and oh. say that they're home. And I was like, well, maybe it only does that for people that live in the house. Like it's a weird magic thing. Yeah, that could be it. Gremlins, dude, you're you're giving me that look, and there's gremlins. Yeah. <laughs> So dad comes in, he kisses the mom, hugs his son, says, hey, I got a present for you, and we can't wait till Christmas to open it. And he's like, what is it? And he shakes it, and he goes, is it a puppy? Yeah, goes, and I'm like, why would it. you shake it if it's a dog? <laughs> Don't shake it. So they set it on the coffee table, and, and Billy and Mushroom, Benji, Benny, Benny are... <laughs> are sitting real close together the mom's on the right side they're all like peering down at it they open it up and it just pops up for a second just the ears yeah so the dog mushroom thought it was something real yes and was like his growls were real uh-huh. and they had to calm down the dog the mother you the can thing. see the mother is actually holding the dog yeah yeah and then they had to retake or they had to continue the tape. Uh-huh. Then we see the hands, the ears, the reveal. Mm-hmm. It's the cutest damn thing I've ever seen. <laughs> he is adorable. I mean, he definitely, I'd want one. Yeah, he definitely doesn't look like a demon. Yeah. And she, he goes, what is it? It's a mogwai. What does that mean? It means demon. No. <laughs> None of them know that. <laughs> They're like, what is it? And it's like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And and immediately Billy's like, um, can I hold it? Yeah, I guess. Well, no. Uh, the mom goes to take a picture. Oh yeah. And scares him, and and he runs and jumps on the father. Yeah. And it's so cute how he's like holding it and petting it, like it's okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. And when when you hit the flash, its eyes go all googly. Yes. That happens to all of them. And so this is where he, he gives the instructions. He's like, hey, yeah. you know. And he's, Hoyt Axon's uh, speaking voice mm-hmm. It's very pleasant. It's very oh, yeah. calming. Yeah, I remember him from different strokes. He played kind of a deadbeat dad. Oh, yeah. And so, but every time he'd show up, it'd be like, oh, he's back. I love this guy. Mm-hmm. Dang it, he's, he's still a jerk to his kid, though. <laughs> you know? Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, anyway, <laughs> so we get a little cut of Corey Feldman's character dressed as a Christmas tree, trying to sell Christmas trees, and we see the same old guy who was at the bank buying Christmas trees. Mm-hmm. So, it's kind of funny. Oh, he had another snarky remark is what happened. Uh, a cop is trying to get a Christmas tree for free. Yes. And, uh, and the guy walks up and he goes, you know... A lot of people pay for their Christmas trees. He's like, yeah, well, all right. (laughs) So he was kind of funny. But he needs to deliver a Christmas tree to Billy. Billy's family. Which I guess he just ties up and drags there. Well, He's a 10-year-old kid. I was kind of thinking that uh, it was actually a costume because of the way... It is a costume. But was he delivering a tree dressed as a tree? Yes. Yeah, that seems um, impractical. It seems evil. Yeah. Um, But then we cut back to Billy. And he's like taking care of him. And they're watching a movie. And it's uh, this racing movie. With Clark Gable. Yes. 
Gizmo is so freaking cute here. Yeah. And, you know, Pete, I think his name his is. His name's Pete. Yeah. He shows up. He has a Christmas tree. And then he go, takes off his stuff, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then goes up to Billy's room. Because that's what 10-year-old boys do with adult men. I see this innocently. But I can see where it would be, you know. It's a little weird. Upon. I mean, well, he's the neighbor. We kid. see this in a lot of Steven Spielberg movies where an adult man befriends a young boy. Yes. We see it a lot in these movies that he did, especially in the early 80s. And I'm like, maybe he, like, was a kid and he had looked up to somebody as an adult that wasn't his dad. Yeah. That's what I think. That's what I hope. That's what I hope. Yeah. <laughs> If we find out he's on some sort of list, I'm going to be so mad. Yeah. Well, you know, I I know I always see this innocently because I figure in certain neighborhoods there aren't kids the same age. Yeah. You know, and I have a feeling that he's grown up with Billy basically being his neighbor. Billy was probably a young teenager when Pete was born, and it's just kind of one of those they're just neighbors and they hang out. Yeah. So Pete discovers the Mogwai. He's like, oh, that thing's cool. And they kind of have a little rapport and they're reading comics. He's saying, hey, man, why aren't you drawing comics? He's like, I got jobs to do. I can't just be drawing stuff. Yeah. (laughs) And he's like, he's like, what did he do? He wanted to know if he could do something. Oh, can I can I hold him? Yeah, yeah. He goes, yeah, yeah, if he lets you. So he went to reach to hold him, spills uh, an entire thing of, like, paints of paint water. It's water. Yeah, it's the the cleaning water. Yeah, he holds his paintbrushes Uh in. Spills that on him. Of course, now he's on fire. Well. Uh, There's smoke coming out of him. It looks like it, yeah. He starts bubbling bubbling and he's screaming in pain and it's awful. And this is when we find out that Mogwais have a skin condition. And that's why they can't get wet. Uh, and that skin condition is uh, asexual reproduction. Yes. So about, what, five, right? Yeah, five popped off. Five pop off. And <laughs> the first thing he does, like Pete does, is when he looks at it, is like, one, two, three, four, five. Now can I have one? Yeah. He's like, no. <laughs> I don't know what just happened. You can't have one of these. One has a stripe. He goes to pet that one. It tries to bite him. Uh-huh. Yeah, we find out that these new these new versions are much more mischievous. Mischievous and downright mean. Yeah. So we have a, a, a moment between Billy and his dad with the bathroom buddy. Yeah. And it's kind of endearing. Mm-hmm. Oh, so he does mention to his dad yeah. about what's happened. Yeah, and they're down at that point. It's like the next morning, and yes. they're just downstairs playing. Mm-hmm. So like some of them are playing on this Pac-Man, like little little like six inch standy Pac-Man. It was it was it was popular back then. All right, <laughs> we didn't have Game Boys and Switches, and and the other and and Gizmo's playing on a horn, and they all like huddle up together, and then they spit on Gizmo. Yeah, they're really mean to Gizmo. The, the crew was like. What else can we do to this thing? <laughs> <laughs> they, they had a whole montage of being mean to Gizmo things uh-huh. that never really made it past the development phase. Oh, okay. At night, Billy's sleeping and he hears his dog. He goes out to investigate. Dog's just hanging by the uh, Christmas lights outside. Yeah, yeah. 
So Billy ends up taking one of these to his middle school biology teacher. Yeah. Only black man in town. Is he? The only black man we see in town. Yeah, I think so. And uh, he's like, this is fascinating. And Billy demonstrates the, you know, they, they do one a drop, drop of water yeah. on one of the, one of the spawns. Uh-huh. It wasn't Gizmo. No, no, no. And out comes another one. Uh-huh. And I think in the novelization, it's called Jed or something like that. Okay. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to call him Jed for a while. So, did Billy take back the one he brought and oh, leave absolutely. the spawn? Okay. Yeah, because... That's right. Yes. When they cocoon. Mm-hmm. We cut back to the bar, and Mr. Futterman is drunk off his butt. Oh, yeah. He's told he's got to walk home. But that's when we hear his story about gremlins, mm-hmm. and how they they messed up his airplane when he was fighting in WWII. Mm-hmm. So... Got and that. then uh, Billy ends up walking Kate home. Yep. And we find out that she does not like Christmas. Right. And we'll find out why later. It's sort of funny. It's not funny, but it's it's funny the way it's delivered. Yeah. And then uh, the science teacher takes the uh, the blood of Jed. Yes. And he was not very nice about oh, it. No. No. And Jed was not happy. I wouldn't be if you stuck a needle straight through my palm, too. So, uh, Billy Billy is in his room. Clock says it's 11.30. Yep. Gizmo's reading a comic book with the 3D glasses. That's so freaking cute. <laughs> um, and then the other gremlins are making noise like they're hungry. Right. So, he checks the clock. He's like, oh, it's fine. So, he gets some chicken. It's it's really gross to watch them eat. Yeah, yeah. Don't watch people eat. It's just disgusting. He offers Gizmo a piece, and Gizmo's like, no, I'm good. Yeah. Gizmo has common sense, I guess. So, I really enjoy that these little gremlins talk in little phrases. Mm-hmm. And uh, you mentioned whose voice Gizmo was. Yes. And it, it's Howie Mandel. Mm-hmm. And I never put it together but he had this great either. cartoon that was like billy's world or bobby's, bobby's world. world yeah and i was like oh my god and bobby was part of his stand-up act at that time too so he was basically doing bobby he's been doing the voice of bobby for years yeah, yeah. and so he got that job um frank welker the voice of megatron got the voice of stripe uh the guy who i can never remember the name of the guy that plays optimus prime but mm-hmm. he got a job as well two other Voice actors have done a lot of voice acting for Hanna-Barbera was in this. And uh, Michael Winslow, the sound effects guy from the Police Academy yeah. movies, he played uh, one of the one of, one of them as well. Okay. Yeah, I just, I had never put it together ever until you mentioned it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, Billy wakes up in the morning and uh, they're all cocooned. Mm-hmm. This doesn't bode well because they look gross. They're all sticky. They kind of look like those alien eggs. Yeah, they look like the, yeah, the the face hugger eggs. Yeah. From Alien. And uh, so he goes down and shows his mom. He's like, hey, uh, might want to keep an eye on this. (laughs) And we found out also that Jed had eaten a sandwich that the teacher had left. So he's cocooned as well. Mm Mm-hmm. Billy finds out that the clock was unplugged. It was probably much later than 12 o'clock. Yes. 
we see that dad is at a convention mm-hmm. and he's talking to his wife. He's in a phone booth in like the center of a room, which is odd already. It is weird. But we get a couple cameos. Yes. We see Steven Spielberg go by on an electric wheelchair. Mm-hmm. We see the composer as well mm. um, in the back. And one of the producers, the other producer, um, standing there as well. And then we see Robbie the robot from The Day the Earth Stood Still. And uh, and the time machine. And the time machine from the 1968 film, The Time Machine. So we're, we're focused on uh, Billy's dad. Yes. But we see the time machine in the back and you go, oh, time machine. Because uh-huh. I think that's all anybody would have seen at oh, that yeah. point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they cut back to the mom talking. Um, Billy's badly making juice. One orange makes six gallons of pulp. Yeah, that's impossible. And uh, <laughs> and he goes, oh, honey, I'll be there. I'll be home as soon as I can, hopefully by Christmas. And uh, the time machine's gone. People are like going, what the heck? <laughs> so a little inside it's joke so there. It's so funny, yeah. Uh, the science teacher is, is teaching a class. Mm-hmm. And he's got in a little box over here the pupil state of a gremlin. Yes, he's covered the box. Yeah. At least. <laughs> and they started hatching, and Jed started hatching. Mm-hmm. And then the bell rings. And by the way, they're watching this uh, science show, and I'm sure if I look in the IMDb, did you know part of their trivia, I could probably find it. Mm-hmm. I did. Can't remember the name of it again. <laughs> I think it's like the General Electric Science club or something oh, like that. interesting and they were all directed by frank capra who also directed it's a wonderful life mm. you see what's going on here mm-hmm. christopher columbus the writer mm-hmm. chris columbus the writer christopher columbus the writer of this book or this movie he loved frank capra it's in a lot of his movies mm-hmm. um he dealt with christmas on several occasions and Aside from the Harry Potter movies, It's a Wonderful Life would just pop up in his films. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like a nod to him. Yeah. Science teacher calls Billy and says, hey, Billy, it hatched. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like that. Uh Uh-huh. And Billy's like, I'll be right over. So he heads over to the school. Yeah. Not thinking, you know, those ones that, you know. Or at home might be hatching, too. Nah. Nah, those are fine. Mom <laughs> hasn't called me yet. <laughs> Can't call him if he's, like, roaming around town. Yeah. But Mom knows what's up because she heard something. Yes. She goes upstairs to investigate. She sees that all of the of the uh, mm-hmm. cocoons have hatched. She's really smart, too. She brought a, a butcher knife with her. Yeah, because they had no idea what was coming out of there. Exactly. She goes back downstairs... And she sees one of them before any of this happens, though. Mm-hmm. The science teacher is murdered by Jed. Yes. And we and don't Billy get... Billy discovers that murder. We don't get to see what the gremlin looks like at this point yet. We, we get glimpses. do when it pops out of the cupboard in the nurse's room. Yeah, but... but then smashes through the... Uh, That's with Billy, the though. Yeah. Yeah. 
But I mean, during during the time that it, oh, no. it kills the teacher, we don't get a good look at it, which is really right. good in keeping the suspense in a movie. Also, I want to say that any movie before 1989, mm-hmm. when you stuck your arm in a dark hole. Oh, yeah, it didn't come back. You were going to die yeah. or be dismembered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This movie was going to be rated R if they had let in. All the stuff that they wanted to. Oh, really? And Steven Spielberg was like, oh, he's a cute gremlin. Let's kind of dial back the violence. Because he thought, oh, this could be a family movie. But it's really not. It's not really a family this movie, movie. This movie created the PG-13 yeah. uh, rating. So it's one of them. This yeah, and yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm-hmm. So both Spielberg films. Uh, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Dear Steven Spielberg. What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> Don't get after him. Poltergeist. Raiders of the Lost Ark. People melted in that movie. A guy had his heart torn out in Temple of Doom. Alright, so, anyway. I'm just saying Steven Spielberg did a lot of movies that he passed off as family entertainment. Mm-hmm. That might have, you know, scarred some little Billy for the rest of his life. Yeah. So now mom's going down the stairs. She had answered the phone, but they had already cut the cord. Yes. So we also have that trope. And and the father had even tried to call and he couldn't get through anymore. Right. And she sees one of them eating like batter or mm-hmm. frosting in her mixer. Yeah. This is where we get a pretty good look at them. They're scaly. Yes. They got talons. Uh, they It's like they've de-evolved. Yeah. Yeah, they went from being mammals to lizards. And so she just turns that mixer on and it just uh, decimates it. Yeah. Now, people people have told me, ah, oh, that could never happen. You yes, can't, it can. You can't get pummeled to death in a mixer. Put your I hand in dif- one. I beg to differ. <laughs> I used to work that, at actually. a pizza place. <laughs> I used to work at a pizza place and we'd make dough with this big giant mm-hmm. dough hook. And uh, I would read the Pizza Today stories. Yeah, there's Pizza Today. It's a real magazine, or it used to be anyway, uh-huh. about people in other countries who would be mixing their dough and they'd fall in because they fall asleep or, you know, oh accidents happen. And, and they would have to clean that dough bowl and scrape all the, the person out of there. Oh, that's awful. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it can happen. It can absolutely happen. That's so, why they tell you not to wear neckties around machinery like that because you could get sucked into it. And, yeah. You know, any loose fitting, anything, your hair. Oh, <laughs> your hair. <laughs> so next time, next thing that happens is she gets dishes hurled at her. And yes. so she grabs up one of those uh, TV stand uh-huh. or TV, TV trays tray. uh-huh. and uses that as a shield as she's using the knife as a uh, a weapon. Yeah. And she stabs that one through the heart. Mm-hmm. There's a deleted scene where it shows the gremlin trying to pull it out of its heart. And you can kind of see that when she has her back turned. Uh-huh. Like it's trying to do that. Oh, uh-huh. But they decide not to leave that much gore in. Then another one is doing something. I forget what this one's doing. One was eating a cookie. That was the first was one. Was that the very first one yeah. that ended up in the mixer? Yeah. Okay. But the oh. last one gets thrown into the microwave. Yes. I think I think after the one with the knife, he came at her. Yeah. So. 
And Which so is she, pretty handy that they didn't attack her all at once. Right. <laughs> and so... He gets exploded. He gets exploded. I remember my uncle. He had taken his daughter to see this movie, or they had watched it on VHS. And he told my mother that it's the worst, goriest movie he's ever seen in his whole entire <laughs> life. This is the same uncle who said that uh, the transformation sequence in Teen Wolf was the scariest thing he'd ever seen. He couldn't handle horror at no. all. And both of these are, yeah, all right, this one's a little bit more extreme. This one's a little more extreme, but the transformation is pretty tame. Yeah. So she's stalking around the living room because she heard noises, and she's going to kill the other ones. She got two new knives. Yeah. And uh, and then they come out of the Christmas tree on top of her, and the Christmas tree topples over. So there's a struggle. There's a big struggle. Billy comes in, grabs one of the swords off the wall, and he whacks one. Like he's, you know, Cal Ripken Jr. And <laughs> yeah, that one, the, that the one goes into the goes fireplace. In the fireplace. Stripe is the only one left. Yep. You see him and he goes, Stripe. He goes, Billy. <laughs> and, uh, and then he like smashes through the window and leaves. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh my gosh, what happened, mom? So they're cleaning up mom. Dad shows up, I think at this. No. No, dad nope, didn't no. show up. Dad's gone for the rest of the movie so, until the end. Uh, Billy follows after Stripe. Yeah. And he's heading towards the YMCA. And if you know anything about a YMCA, they have giant swimming pools in them. A lot of them do. Yes. The one in uh, Can't Stop the Rock did. No one knows what that movie is but you. No, it's a great movie. It's YMCA. It's, it's, not, it's not a great movie. It's a great movie. It's not a great movie. I love you to death. I love you to death. I love you to death so badly. Steve Gutenberg should be ashamed. Nobody should be ashamed of doing this movie. (laughs) It's one of the greatest movies of all time. Uh, It's something all right. So Uh, anyway... uh, He's got Gizmo with yeah, him, he, right? He went. He found Gizmo in the in a That's laundry right. chute. Yeah, clean him off, put him in the backpack. That's where Gizmo stays until yeah. most of the rest of the movie. Yes, um, mainly because they changed how the script they changed the script a little bit so that Gizmo wouldn't transform because Gr- Gizmo was going to become Stripe, the leader. Yeah, in this one. Yeah, and they decided not to do that, but then. The team that the engineers that worked on the animatronics said, "Oh, we don't have anything for him to do after this." <laughs> they only had stuff for him inside Billy's yes. room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we get a lot of reaction shots and cuddling. Uh, he does have a really awesome scene later that we'll get to. Yeah. Uh, so they follow him, and so I don't know if most people realize this, but snow is water. Snow is water. Uh huh. And so the grum the gremlin is running through water, water, yeah. but not reacting. Well, I'm thinking it's because of this. Uh huh. The soles of their feet are immune. It's only their back, That's their possible. arms, and their stomach. That's possible. No, it's not. That's dumb. It is dumb. <laughs> but I'm like, well, maybe maybe their the soles of their feet are protected so that they're not constantly reproducing while they're walking maybe um but yeah yeah he walks through snow uh-huh. we see a lot of problematic things throughout so the rest of the movie much. and uh but they chase him into the ymca he uh, heads straight for that pool kate's not with him yet no okay 
and they go in there. He does a little jump scare at him. Then he jumps right into the pool. Cannonball! And then instant chaos. My my wondering is, did they create enough gremlins that the pool was empty of water? I would say yes. Yeah. There's at least 200 gremlins. There's a lot. Gremlins that would have spawned other gremlins that would have spawned other gremlins. Yes. So, That's yeah. what I'm saying. They had a budget. Now, one of one of the one of the uh, studio executives, one of his notes when he saw the final film was, uh, "There's too many gremlins," and Steven Spielberg wrote back, "Okay, we'll get rid of them all and just call it people." <laughs> That's pretty dumb. Yeah. So yeah, they Stripe makes another army, and this time it's scarier because there's. 100 of them, 200 of them. And uh, and it's called Gremlin Ar- Armageddon. The first person they mess with, it's got to be Mr. Futterman. Yeah. They're up on his TV tower, like up on his house, and they're just messing around up there. They sound and like they're having a really good time. Futterman's though. trying to watch the Red Skelton show that I guess was on in 1981. Probably. I doubt it. Uh, probably reruns. Yeah. Uh, by the way, his wife also played Audrey in the original Little Shop of Horrors. Yes. And these two uh, played husband and wife, I guess, a lot, right? Uh, many, many times. Yeah. And Dick Miller is in every single uh, Joe Dante film. Okay. I, he's in a lot of stuff. He's like, oh, hey, that guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you if you do an IMDb of Dick Miller, you'd have seen him in everything. Oh, yeah. He's played cops. He's played... Uh, criminals. He's played nosy neighbors. He was in the original Little Shop of Horrors, but he wasn't Seymour. Mm-hmm. So he's he's just there. I mean, he's just one of those guys that's in that thing. Yeah, serial worker. Yeah. And so Futterman, he goes out to investigate, and of course, they've hijacked his snow cat. Yeah. And so he runs back in the house. He's like, they're real. Gremlins are real. Gremlins are real. And then they crash into him. Uh Uh-huh. Allegedly killing them. Yes. We're not sure. However, they're in the sequel. Yeah. So they're okay. I think we get a mention at the end of the very very end of the movie that mentions that they were they were okay. Some radio cast from uh, Rock and Randy. Yes. Rock and Randy. We've talked about him in one other movie. Mm-hmm. He was the DJ slash TV host on Rock and Roll High School. Yep. He was also the uh, play-by-play announcer for Death Race 2000. Yeah, there you go. So, we got that. So, Billy goes to the police department. Yes. As any concerned citizen should. And he starts talking to the police. They're not listening. They don't oh, give no. a crap. They're like, it's like, it's Christmas. What are you trying to say? <laughs> this ain't Halloween, pal. <laughs> um, one of them is played by uh, Breaking Bad's Mike Armentrout. Yes. Um, that's he's, not his real name, but he's that's very what I recognizable. Call him. Um, the other guy, this was his last movie. Was it? Yeah. And uh, they just don't believe him. It's all right. We get a little mail, mail gag where a guy, the same guy with the beard, is trying to put mail in the yes. mailbox. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, one of the gremlins is in there and he goes, ah, caca. Yeah. And throws it back out to him. <laughs> He's like, I think there's something wrong with this mailbox. 
<laughs> so we get that gag. He sticks his arm in. Don't do that. Yeah. Uh, I think I think uh, Billy showed Gizmo to the police. Yeah. And they they were like, oh, this is really weird. But they didn't believe the other story. No, no. The other like, story is ridiculous. You're telling me that this thing here, more like it. Is destroying our town. Yeah. I doubt that. That's when the police, they get a phone uh, the call. calls start. Yeah. But then we cut to Mrs. Deagle. And uh, somebody knocking at her door. She hates Christmas carolers. Yes. She's like a Ebenezer, Ebenezer Scrooge type. Or a, uh, I don't know. Yeah. She's very much the Ebenezer Scrooge in this. Or or uh, the bank the, uh, Drew Barrymore's grandpa or uncle from yeah Mr. Potter yes Mr. Potter from from It's a Wonderful yeah. Life and and so she answers the door and hey man gremlins are singing songs to her she was gonna throw water on them yeah she and was. then she realized what it was and was like oh my god so she has a heart condition she's like I I can't handle this her cats are running around and like whatever and she gets on this. Uh, chair that they're, goes they're, up the stairs yeah i never know exactly what they're called they're electric chairs at least yeah. but they they help assist yes old people going up the stairs however they've already rigged this thing to go and uh she comes up and out yeah and she smashes through one of the windows of her the front of her home and she's dead and she is uh late polly holiday as she's going up the stairs, they pass a photo of a, a funny actor. Yeah. That I don't know who it is, but I recognize uh, yeah, nobody, him. His name is Edward Albert. Okay. And he was in Frank Capra movies and yeah. other things. Yeah. So they asked the estate if they could use this one picture because it looks like he's looking one and, way. And the direction, yeah. And so it looks like he's watching his wife go flying out uh-huh, the window. Uh-huh. And so... The gremlins are on the tear. The, the cops are seen, you know, slowly patrolling the neighborhood. Uh-huh. Oh, what's what's going on over there? And there's a Santa Claus with a bunch of gremlins attached to him. And he's just flailing about. And they're like, hey, that's Santa. You can't do that to Santa. Don't they decide to just go back to the police station? No, they wreck the vehicle. Oh, okay. They they tear off for some reason. I can't remember why. Oh, their brakes got cut. Yeah. And, and That's they what it just, was. Phew, yes. And then they're either dead or injured. Yeah. Um, we we come to Kate at the bar. Yeah. And she's having to serve all these little monsters who are drinking drinks, which have water in them. And smoking cigarettes that they could never have lit. lit. Yeah. I don't know how they lit their cigarettes. There is one that is uh, dressed as a girl. Yep. We assume these are pretty genderless. Some are playing things. poker, and then one would cheat at poker and then get shot in the face. Yes. Uh, there was one that was doing hand puppet mm-hmm. to another one, and he eventually, like, hurts that one. Yeah. There's one that's breakdancing. Um, one flashes Kate. That one was so funny. I did put down puppet show. And then Kate was asked to light one of the dude's cigarettes, so he's like, she puts, and he's like, ah, bright light. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And she's like, oh, bright light. Ding, ding, ding. So she gets out this Polaroid, starts flashing, you know, Take the pictures. lights at him. Mm-hmm. 
And then uh, it runs out, and luckily Billy has gotten his car started by this point, mm-hmm. and he saves the day with bright high beams. So Billy saves the day, sort of, gets Kate out of there. We they get... get back into the car, and it won't start, so they have to run. Yeah. Uh, Pete, we hear Pete call the radio station at one point yep. during all this. Pete's also, like, slingshotting some of them. Yes. Using his slingshot on him, on his roof. Um... The reason why Corey Feldman's in this movie, by the way, is that he was supposed to play almost the exact same type of character in E.T., but they cut all of his parts. Aww. Yeah. So Steven Spielberg felt bad, and he's like, oh, you could be in this one. Yeah. He did a really good job. Yeah, he, he looks so young. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, there's just chaos everywhere. They managed to get into the bank to yeah. hide from them. And this is where you're supposed to uncover the Deagle plot, the Judge Reinhold plot, and everything like that. Instead, they cut all that out and put in Kate's story. Yes. Which isn't supposed to be funny. It's not funny. It's not and funny. It, it they begged for them to cut that scene as well. It's because it's so awkward. And the way that Kate says it yeah. is why it's funny. It's she has this blank stare on her face, and she kind of does this in the next movie. Yeah. But it's played off as a joke. Yeah, and they cut her off. Yeah. <laughs> um, but her dad didn't show up uh, Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. And they waited a couple days later, or weeks maybe. It was like the next week. Okay. Yeah. A week goes by. And she's like, oh, it's cold in here. So she lights the fire to her fireplace, smells something. Firemen come and they break her father out of there. Yeah. Who has accidentally killed himself. Yes. He slipped, broke his neck. Dressed like Santa Claus coming down the chimney. What moron does that? For real. Like, you should never do that. No. That's just way too dangerous. Yeah. Unless you're made of magic fairy dust. So I heard a really uh, interesting fan theory recently. Okay. About uh, what if Santa is a, a a wizard, like in Harry Potter. Yeah. And the whole chimney thing was like flu powder. Oh, yeah. And that's how he got in and out. And so they just, you know, were covering their tracks saying, oh, he just comes down the chimney and everything. It's like, well, that's kind of cute. Yeah. It's interesting. <laughs> So they go, they finally leave the the bank for some reason. I can't remember why, but the whole town's quiet and they find out. Oh, uh, they, they leave because it's quieted down. Yeah. They're like, where'd they all go? Well, look over there. They're playing Snow White and the mm-hmm. Seven Dwarfs. So they all went to the theater. Yep. They all went to watch Snow White. Now, why Snow White? Why Snow White? I'll tell you why Snow White. Okay. Snow White was released in, what, 1936? Oh, it was, yeah. Something like that. It was early. Maybe 1941. It was very early. Something like that. Uh-huh. Uh, Christmas weekend. Okay. And that's why. Uh, it's Christmas weekend here, 40 years later. Okay. Interesting. I find it funny that they were, like, concerted enough to go to the theater. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Let's go watch a movie, guys. <laughs> And they, they sing the hi-ho song. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those scenes that you gotta see to believe, but it's it happened 
and they were all animatronic puppets. Um, Zach Galligan said that they didn't have CGI then, and uh, and that's why some they had to use puppets. Mm-hmm. Zach Galligan is kind of a dummy because they did have CGI back then, um, just not the CGI that we know of today. Right? Yeah, because Star Wars had CGI. Star Wars had stop motion. They started playing with CGI though. Didn't I don't they? think in the first movie they did. I don't know how the things The third worked. movie is out by the time Gremlins is. Yeah. 83 to 85. Yeah. This is 81. I, or 84. This is 85. Yeah. So it's around the same time. I get it. I'm just saying. Yeah. That's what Zach Galligan said. There was CGI. Just it's not, just not used the just way. Just not yeah, it's, molding puppets yeah, no. CGI. No. Even when they made Gremlins 2, the new batch, there was CGI kind of used mm-hmm. but they still relied on puppetry yes. and things like that so they have a plan that they're just going to blow up the theater mm-hmm. nobody else is upset with this idea nobody else is around yeah i know it's just billy and kate so i think i think the townspeople would be fine to rid themselves of these monsters yeah i guess it just seems like destruction of property would be the last thing I would think about doing. So they go into the theater, mm-hmm. sneak in there. They sneak behind the screen, mm-hmm. go down into the basement, turn on the gas, start a fire, and start a fire. And as they're leaving, something happens to the film. The screen goes all white, uh-huh. which somehow doesn't hurt their precious little eyes. Well, it's because the light is illuminated from behind the screen, not completely at them. I still don't buy that one. Still. And yeah. uh, and so Billy and Kate have to run. And they run, and they get out a door, and then they barricade the door just in time for the place to explode. We saw one gremlin earlier who is like in the lobby trying to get popcorn yeah he saw a candy store it was stripe yes so stripe manages to escape yeah but all of the others are now destroyed yeah so stripe stripe is in the department store yes and this is kind of like a uh, a walgreens it's got toys uh, it's I got think, electronics yeah i think it was a called i think it was a Rollsworth. it could have been yeah but it's very similar and uh, and it's got, like, plants and things like that. And they see him, and they're like, oh, we got to go fight Stripe. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Gizmo's like, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> uh, we see so much product placement in this movie, from a Burger King to E.T., yep. uh, Bugs Bunny toys, Barbie. Yeah, one thing I never realized when watching a Warner Brothers film was how much Warner Brothers product placement is in a Warner Brothers film. Mm -hmm. It is obscene. Yeah. Especially in the early 80s where all you'd see are Bugs Bunnies, Porky Pigs, and Mm -hmm. Daffy Ducks. No Superman, no Justice League. Mm -mm. Now they have more to show. Yeah. E.T. was one of their biggest films at the time, so Mm -hmm. they were allowed to put 
E.T. in one of the scenes, um, kind of recreating the E.T. in the uh, the, the uh, closet, the closet yeah. with all the stuffed animals. Mm-hmm. Uh, the chase is on. Kate's trying to turn on the lights. She turns on a fountain instead because yep. Kate. My thing is, is that if it wasn't the lights that turned on, I'd have turned it back off. Yeah. But that's my um, Gizmo kind of gets away from Kate at some point. Yeah, Can't he, remember why. He, he gets to drive a Barbie car. And he, yeah, he drives his Barbie car where, you know, earlier in the movie, he's watching this movie with Clark Gable uh, where Clark Gable's a race car driver. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, I'm Clark Gable. <laughs> He's driving this race car. <laughs> it's so cute. Billy tries to fight Stripe a couple times. He gets hurt. Yeah, he gets shot with like a crossbow, doesn't he, at one point? Or... Well, shot at. I don't think he... No, it hits he hits him. He got hit, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Stripe comes at him with this... Uh, chainsaw. Chainsaw, but it's obviously not a good chainsaw. No, because it can't cut through the bat that Billy's using to block it. And then uh, it's made with... It was in a, it's a power cord. Yes. So it's an electric one, mm-hmm. and it somehow gets away from him. But then Stripe sees the water. Yes. And he goes, water! And so when he gets in this fountain, he's being sprinkled with water everywhere. Yeah. Nothing's happening. No. He puts his fingertip on the top of the fountain. Mm-hmm. Then things start to kind of bu- start bubbling. Yeah. But I think because he'd expended himself so much. You're overthinking this movie so much. I want to overthink it because. It's just, it's it, just movie mistakes. Because because he should have sprouted already. But, you know, they're bubbling. And I was like, well, maybe he's just tired. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> yeah, he's bubbling. And then uh, and then Gizmo comes. He crashes. He uh, hits the blinds. It's daytime. Sunlight hits on old Stripe there. Mm-hmm. Stripe starts to melt, like this he's just saw the Ark of the Covenant. Actually, yeah. yeah. And uh, and he falls into the water. They're like, well, that's that with that. And then the will of Stripe's skeleton jumps up at them, but then it dies too. Yeah. So uh, the town is saved. Yep. It's the, Christmas. The news report makes it sound like a freak uh, earthquake has happened. Yeah. And I like earthquake doesn't kill people do this. by eating them. Yeah. And so they're celebrating Christmas, and then suddenly, standing in the uh, living room, is uh, Key Luke, the old man. Mm-hmm. He's like, "What have you done?" He goes, "I warned you." Yeah. He's like, "Oh, we're sorry. <laughs> sorry doesn't cut it." Well, everyone looks alarmed, and uh, the father's kind of like got his arm out, like it's okay, you know. Yeah. And and Gizmo's watching TV, and he looks at, at Hoyt, and he goes, you taught it to watch TV. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the worst thing that's happened since he's taken the Mogwai. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Gizmo calls him Boba. Oh. Which means Papa. Aw. In uh, Mandarin, I guess. Cantonese. This is all according to other sources. Uh-huh. I'm not the expert on this. Yeah. So he tells he tells them Billy and the rest of the family they're not ready for Mogwai. Right. Maybe someday. Yes. But today is not the day. Mm-hmm. So he takes him back. Uh, Gizmo wants to say goodbye yeah. to Billy. He goes, bye, Billy. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he, he walks off into uh, a, a Rockwell painting yep. of a the town. Yep, a matte painting. <laughs> um, while Gizmo, I think, is singing. Yes. And that's it. That's Gremlins. 
Oh, and uh, he he gives uh, Hoyt gives him a smokeless ashtray. Oh yeah, because earlier on he gave a smokeless ashtray to some smoker at a convenience store, and the the thing just wouldn't stop smoking. <laughs> yeah. So that's the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, this is a okay movie. I can watch it every once in a while. Yeah. Um, this movie came out. In uh, June eighth, <laughs> nowhere near Christmas, right. nineteen eighty four. Um, that is the same day as the number one movie that came out that year, Ghostbusters. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, um, Gremlins was number two. Ghostbusters was number one. Um, but they missed it by a million dollars. Really. And the reason is, is because Ghostbusters would have done a whole lot better uh-huh. if, if they hadn't had to shut down Times Square. Oh. So people who remember that that's that movie that they shut down Times Square and ruined our lives. Oh. So they boycotted <laughs> really? Ghostbusters in New York. That's awful. It's hilarious. It is funny. <laughs> like, dudes, it's a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like this is another one of those movies that, like Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's one of those movies that probably should be closer to Christmas when you release it. Yeah. Uh, even though Nightmare Before Christmas is kind of that, just that. In-betweener. Yeah. The music was pretty good. The guy channeled uh, John Williams. Yes. I mean, he so just. So much. He loved John Williams. He wanted to pay homage to John Williams. So he played John Williams-esque scores. Mm-hmm. It's a little memorable ditty for the gremlin sound. Yeah. You know. They used uh, animatronics and robotics mm-hmm. to move the gremlins. One time it was animation. As you could see their ears yes. coming through the screen. And one time it was uh, stop motion. Mm. So you could see them walking. Yes. Yeah. A lot of a lot of good actors came out of this. Oh, I think so. I would say for the most part, this is this is one of those movies that is kind of timeless. Even yeah. though even though you know it was done in the eighties, you can watch it at any time and still be like, Oh, here's the story. Yeah. It doesn't have to be spoon fed to you. No. They don't have to tell you the history of a Mogwai. No, which is better. Yeah. If this movie was done this year, they'd have to tell you the entire history of the Mogwai going back thousands of years when they were found in a meteorite in Juju Beth, Iowa. Yeah, I, I, I don't need backstories. No. Sometimes a monster is a monster is a monster. That's yeah. all you need. Yeah, it's like Texas Chainsaw. You, you just like that guy wants to kill you. Run. Yeah. Don't ask it its feelings. No. Run away. That guy has a chainsaw. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, yeah. This movie did spawn a sequel, and I think it did a Saturday morning cartoon for a little while. Really? I think. Everything did at that point. Um, toys, merchandise, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. We, we would eat uh, Gizmo cereal. Oh, yeah. I while reading, they did that. While reading our Gizmo comic book. <laughs> watching our Gizmo cartoon with our Gizmo slippers. Oh, I remember the slippers. Yeah. <gasps> I mean, everything was merchandise. Oh, yeah. The 80s were all about 
how much can we sell? You know, it's like yeah. they, they created cartoons to sell their toys. Mm-hmm. Um, this just happened to be the opposite way around. Right. Um, like I said, this movie was supposed to be much darker. Mm-hmm. The The science teacher, they were going to show his armless body with several hypodermic needles shoved into his face and eyes. Oh. Yeah. I'm glad they didn't do that. They didn't do that. Yeah. Um, it's unnecessary. A lot of the gore, they were going to show the bites and the bite marks mm-hmm. and the blood and things like that. They didn't do that. They um, didn't need to. Originally, Stripe and Gizmo were the same gremlin. So for one half of the movie, he'd be Gizmo and then he would eat the meal and he would become Stripe and join that group and Mm -hmm. be like this smart leader. Yeah. And that didn't happen. So people making this movie were smart enough to know when they first saw the animatronics and not the animatronics, but the puppets Mm -hmm. themselves going... We could probably make this a family film and then tone down the violence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's what they did. However, they didn't tone it down enough because we, we were then, I was, I was almost 13 when they announced PG 13. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dang it. <laughs> There's movies I want to see that I have to wait now until after I'm 13 to see. <laughs> That is mostly a true story. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, if you like this podcast, follow us on Facebook. We are Happy Fun Time Movie Hour. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we have a Twitter. Mm-hmm. It is at Funtime Movies 1, Funtime Movies and the number one. Find us on all these platforms that you can get your podcasts from. I named them all already, so I don't have to name them again. Hee-haw. Uh, share us with your friends. Like us when you can. Give us a comment somehow. Just, uh, you know, go out there, enjoy yourself, and watch a movie. <laughs>